Blog Talk Radio. Black 
free thinkers, one word or either two words, black and then free thinkers as the second word, um, we're like number one and two in iTunes. So you can find all that information there. And, and Father Teresa, tell them about your information too. Ah, yes, the uh we have the uh, the barbershop show. It's every other Tuesday, and I, I've I've been dealing a lot with. I know I've, if you guys have been listening to that show, I've been, I've been sounding like a punk rock anarchist in the '90s. We're gonna flip it up. I got I have other stuff to talk about. There's more things, but I just um you know authority and um you know patriarchy, capitalism, and the way that we use it. You know these things have been bugging me, and I have a venue to start running my mouth. But I have more things to talk about than than just that stuff, and I have the uh, the Father Teresa's uh, Wine Cellar podcast, where, um, and, and I'll always post the information of uh, in, in the show notes of what kind of show you're going to get, because it might be a Rhymecast episode where I focused on a hip-hop artist and uh, and we're playing hardcore hip-hop records, or I might just be reading from the Black Freethinkers uh, news praxis and commenting on what I see in the news. And uh, or it it might be um it might be a subject like uh like how I did the uh the Kinsey scale one you know because I think that that should be a part of a sex education it should be Kinsey scale we should be teaching young people that gay exists so that it's not like me when I was twelve you just kind of have to figure it out you know some <laughs> yeah I, I do as many things as possible on that show and I rock out with Alfred Mims and uh, you can check his YouTube pages drag not. D R A G A U C T. That's drag, not Silvis. S Y L V A S. Exactly, and you know you'll enjoy both. You'll enjoy the barbershop, and you'll enjoy Dragnot's show and his information on YouTube as well. And that's the barbershop. And don't forget yeah. Mario and Emmeline. They just had a show this past Friday, and they talked about hip hop and hip hop's responsibility or non-responsibility to the community. It just really depends on your perspective there. And are they beholden to the people who purchase their music and, you know, purchase tickets to their concerts and support them? So, you know, they just take a listen to that. It was a really great show these, this week, you know, both Tuesday and Friday show, both top-notch. And so just wanted to kind of let you guys know you can listen to a variety of different shows there on Black Free Thinkers, and so just check out the archives. There's a little bit of something for everyone this next year. Now, we're just ending our second year. We're going into our third year here, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you know, well over 100,000 archive hits and live hits to the show. So, you know, pretty happy about that. You know, it's a a two-hour show. You know, and, and other shows are one and two hours as well. So, you know, that speaks volumes to know that people are actually listening to the show and sitting for a couple of hours to listen in and hear our points of view. And, again, as I've stated in the past, I have no problem with people having an opposing point of view. It's not your view. It's how you present the view. That makes a big difference because on this show I try to advocate, you know, civility but also try to be fair in a situation because I came from a religious background, so I kind of understand where they're coming from. As a matter of fact, that leads me into a conversation that I had with someone yesterday in which they made a derogatory comment toward Christians, and I had to kind of remind them that the same behavior that they're complaining about with the Christians 
we're seeing the same thing over here on atheist side. So there really is no difference in the behavior, and and I've come to to understand that. I've come to learn that, and I've come to appreciate the fact that it's a state of the human condition it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with ideology or lack thereof. And so I just feel that we need to take a more um, compassionate, you know, more, you know, a more human, uh, humanitarian view of, you know, what's happening out here and, you know, the commonalities that we have because we actually do have more in common than not. So, you know, I just want to make sure that I stress that because people are people, humans are humans. And so, yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is the place of black free thinkers, uh, as far as me and my personal beliefs. I serve no gods. I bow to no masters, and I answer to no overseers. So I just wanted to make sure, welcome, and welcome to the show. We appreciate it, and just, you know, kind of jumping into the topic a little bit, something that um, William just said about learning about sexuality. And many of us that had religious parents, many of our religious parents did not necessarily talk to us about sex. We had to learn it from our friends. And when I was a youngster growing up, this is when cable TV first came out. So it was like Spectrum and On TV and a couple of other channels like that. And, of course, we didn't have the cable TV. It was all wiggly. But they had the little, you know, shows. Some of the shows were, you know, soft pornographic pornographic, if you will, and um, we used to sit there and watch it through the little squiggly lines trying to figure it out because our parents did not talk to us about sex. Now, this is not indicative of all children of believers or all children that grew up in the church. I'm just talking about my personal experience, and it was just interesting, you know, how all of that came about. I remember at the church that we attended, there were a couple of ladies. It was a set of twins, as a matter of fact, and they were part of the youth department. They were part of, part of the teachers, and basically, they set us down and they were talking to us because they split us up, girls and the boys, and they were talking to us about our development and what was happening to our bodies. And you know, I thought it was great, and my goofy butt. Went home and, you know, you know, told my mom about it when we got home. And she was upset because she didn't feel as though they had the right to tell me anything about my sexuality or my hormones or what was happening to me, even though, you know, we had questions. And this was at church. Now, mind you, my mom find a way, you know, any rights for me to learn any type of um, human sexuality or reproductive um, information at school also. So when they had sex ed in school, I had to go sit somewhere else while they talked about sex ed. Normally the teacher wouldn't send me to another classroom. She would just put my desk outside, and then she would give me some additional work to do. And it was just the whole thing was interesting. But, yes, yeah, majority of what I had learned initially about sex was on the street. And the majority of that information is wrong. 
And so it's, the whole thing was interesting, but, you know, I guess one of the questions that I have just in general is why is there such a conflict between religion and sexuality in general? And now I'm not talking about everyone because I have, you know, friends and associates whose parents were very pro-sex, you know, very sex positive, and they started talking to their children from when, you know, the children understood that, you know, the kids could understand that these parts had names and they would teach the children certain, you know, no one is supposed to touch these different parts and, you know, explain to them where babies came from. You know, it's just interesting. But, you know, looking at it from a religious standpoint, you know, I'm trying to get a better understanding as to why is there such a conflict, you know, Sex is great for those that have it, and that's the reason why I also put in there about abstinence and celibacy and, you know, being sex positive. And there's a difference between being abstinent and being celibate. And I'll just give you some brief information here. Um, the The words abstinence and celibacy are often used interchangeably but are different. Sexual abstinence, also known as continence, refers to abstaining from all sexual activity, often for some limited period of time. Asexuality is considered distinct from abstention, from sexual activity, and from celibacy, which are behavioral and generally motivated by factors such as individuals' personal and religious or religious beliefs. So, you know, that came from, you know, definitely from Wikipedia there. And, you know, I know people that are asexual, people that are celibate, people that are abstinent. And that kind of takes us a little bit into one of the other topics that I was talking about, about being sex positive. Now, I found this article, and I'm going to post it later, and it's talking about eight ways to be positive that you're sex positive. And one is having sex is healthy, but so is not having sex. Um, The second one, and we can talk about these um, a little bit more in depth a little bit later, but the second one is stop glamorizing sex. The third one is slut-shaming also means shaming people who are more out the box with their sexuality than you. The fourth one is know thyself. The fifth one, listen, listen, listen. The sixth one is consent is sexy in lots of forms. Seven is just because it doesn't turn you on doesn't mean it's wrong. And the final one is intimacy is complex. And it's just, like I said, the whole thing is interesting. You have different types of people that have different types of views as far as sexuality and society and you know, I did a lot of research, and some of the articles that I read absolutely incensed me, um, especially when you start dealing with different types of sexuality. So, you know, you have, of course, your LGBTQIA community, and, you know, you have your heterosexual community, and just, you know, and because I'm talking about religion, some of the information that I was able to pull up, of course, came from a religious perspective, and you know, some of it just was totally out the box, and and to think that people actually think that way and feel that way and believe that way, and they teach that to their children, 
and then wonder why, you know, in some cases, why some of these children run in a total opposite direction. And I think one of the issues with, you know, religion and sexuality is that they teach that sex is spiritual and not necessarily physical. And and that's not in all cases. So, again, I don't want anyone sending me any more crazy emails. Um, You know, in some cases they teach that sex is spiritual and not physical, and that's where some of the confusion comes in. And I believe that's where some of the issues come in with some of the relationships. And I just feel that, in general, with sexuality, it needs to be on the table. They need to be up front because their children are having sex. You know, Christians, Muslims, all of you people, religious people out there, your children in in many cases are having sex. And it doesn't matter how many, you know, purity balls you take them to. And for those of you who aren't familiar with purity balls, a purity ball is basically a formal dance attended by fathers with their daughters, and it promotes virginity until marriage for teenage girls. And, you know, you have purity balls, you have chastity clubs, and other public declarations. One that I find, personally find disturbing, but again, what I find disturbing, other people may find perfectly normal. But one of the issues, and I've brought this up before, is there are some young ladies, you know, young girls that are pledging their virginity to their dad. And I'm going to post a link up a little bit later talking about it's a documentary and it's just talking about um, the world of purity balls. But, yes, you know, quite a few, you know, young ladies are pledging their virginity to their dad. Now, there's nothing wrong if if you want to remain a virgin until you're married. However, pledging your virginity to your dad, I guess, is all about the wording of it. And so, you know, it's it's about the wording of it, and I think there's a better way to present that. And it's just interesting, and especially with all with a lot of the pedophilia that we're reading about and learning about in the church. I'm not quite sure how to take that. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a story not too long ago, whereas uh, a music video director. Um, ended up being sentenced to jail because he was having relations with his daughters, and it culminated in those young ladies having his children. And it's just when you, it's I don't know. There are really no words to explain that because, again, even in the Bible, there are stories about daughters having relations with their fathers, and so. While in our society, you know, we kind of frown upon that, you know, some of these people take the Bible literally. And I'm not saying that particular story influenced, you know, that gentleman there or influenced anyone else per se, because I don't know. However, what I'm saying is some of the behavior that I see with certain people, they turn around and try to use scripture to justify it and justify the behavior. But anyway, getting back to sexuality and, you know, society. You know, I, you know, are you sex positive, William? Uh, 
Like I, I'd have to, I, like when I hear it, I, I I would immediately say most likely yes, but I'd have to read like it, like if there's any um like specific ideals behind uh you know that particular phrase. But I, okay. I would say yes off the top of my head. Excellent, definitely, and yes, yeah, sex positive. You know, uh, there are a lot of people that you know. I can go into a little bit more in depth about what I was talking about earlier about being sex positive. But before I do that, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about sexual repression. And I'm going to read a quote from Foucault. And it says here, it is said that no society has been more prudish, never have the agencies of power taken such care to feign ignorance of the thing that they prohibited as if they were determined to have nothing to do with it. But it is the opposite that has become apparent, at least after a general review of the facts. Never have there existed more centers of power, never more tension manifested and verbalized, never more circular contacts and linkages, never more sites where the intensity of pleasures and the persistence of power catch hold, only to spread elsewhere. And right there, he's basically referring to our obsession with restraining sexual expression and how it has led to our, basically, our sex-obsessed culture. And that's one thing I will say is that you, quite a few people in our culture, they are very, you know, I would call it sex-crazed, but other people would just say sex-obsessed. But... You know, again, as we stated earlier, there's nothing wrong with being sexual. There's nothing wrong with sex. Um, just, you know, I just have certain views on it. And, you know, and some of my yeah. views, you know, I can admit, I will fully admit that some of my views on sex has a lot to do with my religious upbringing. And so, you know, I'm trying to open my mind and be a little bit more, um, open-minded about certain things. Um, not that I'm going to participate in certain things. It's just that, you know, opening my mind and being a little bit more understanding about, um, you know, certain aspects of sexuality. And so it, it's just interesting, but <laughs> yeah. just looking yeah, at I, it I think that um, with, with being sex positive, it's like... um. So it's like it's like with other things. It's always you know moderation. You know, it's just like with with, with my little Debbie snacks or a slice of cheesecake. Yeah, but um, but but since we've made it, uh, we we've made this little Debbie snack some weird thing that you're not supposed to do, and then we're just going to give you misinformation and pseudoscience. They figure it out themselves, but then they don't really figure it out, and and then you know maybe they'll go to college, maybe they'll uh, maybe read some books about it or hear some good lectures. I mean, could you imagine how tough it was for people, like, a generation before mine? Like, I had the Internet, and I could look up things, uh, you know, a little, um, like, a little earlier in life. You know, like, in my mid-teens, I, I could look this stuff up. But, uh, you know, for somebody growing up in the 50s that's hearing pseudoscience, like um, like I, like I said before in the chat room about a friend I had who uh, he thought that anal sex was how pregnancies happened, it's like, could you imagine if he was like before the internet? Like he could learn later, but you know, he's. I don't know. You can't keep lying to these kids or hiding information entirely. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We had someone in the chat room that wanted 
me to be a little bit more specific about what some of my particular hang-ups about sex are. And this is not necessarily about me, but, you know, I'll say this. I have a particular aversion to STDs and STIs. You know, I guess that's my hang-up. I have absolutely no desire to have any of those, so I hope that answers your question. Um, so... Yeah, you know. I, I say well, um, I think um, also um, people um being really against uh their their offspring having sex in their house, you know that that's what's gonna lead to like um, creepy, weird, unsafe group sex out in the woods, out in some creepy motel with an old guy, or in a dance club once they're you know like you know the sixteen and up dance clubs, and they're gonna be in the bathroom where it's all you know unsanitized and filthy. And, you know, just because they, they feel like it's some sort of disrespect to have sex in their house, which comes from that old Abrahamic thinking of women being property. So, of course, until your daughter is married, she is your property. So you don't want that. You don't want them having sex. It's like uh, and we, we just we've dragged that old monster in the closet thinking into this 2013 setting, and it's not working, people. Look at the stats. Oh, listen, if people want to have sex in the woods, they're just... Well, because, you know, you have different types of people. Um, You know, I've met some zoophiles in my life, and for those of you who aren't familiar with that particular terminology, zoophile is an individual that um, enjoys relations with non-humans, you know, um, animals. And so, you know, again, you know, we have zoophiles, we have, you know, bestiality out there. You know, we just have a lot of different people that make up, you know, our society. We have Mario and Deborah on the line with us. Oh, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, gang. Hey, how are you? I'm I'm listening to this, this, you know, and I'm... Cracking up because I I watch like a lot of shows like uh, HBO's Real Sex and stuff like that, and um, you know I even watched A Thousand Ways to Die and with this guy, you know, there's, apparently there's a sect of uh, sexual people who dress up like fur, uh, dress up like furry animals, you know, mm-hmm. and so you'll have squirrels and stuff like that boning each other. Well, there's one guy decided to copulate with a bear, which would have worked fine if it hadn't turned out to be a real bear. So it was kind of funny, but anyway. Ooh, right. <laughs> I'm saying, well, you know what? <laughs> you know, I know a lot of different people that are into a lot of different things. And, you know, again, it's about opening up our understanding and trying to be compassionate and understanding because, again, people have different reasons for different beliefs for different ideologies. But, again, just talking about sex in general, it should not be a taboo topic. It definitely should not be a taboo, taboo topic. I feel that in this particular country, if we were a little bit more upfront about sex, had more sex education, healthy sex education, and also, you know, encourage people to be open-minded and, you know, I'm kind of one of those people that I feel as though if if it's something that you enjoy, you know, you shouldn't have to be ashamed about it. 
but then again, society, and that goes into the slut shaming a little bit, whereas people shame you for having proclivities that aren't necessarily the quote-unquote social norms. But the question is, what exactly is normal? What exactly are the social norms? Because you have people presenting one thing in public and presenting one face and one perspective in public, but then you get them behind closed doors and it's something different. So, you know, why can't we just be honest about exactly what it is that we like it and, you know, what turns us on? I mean, we have to get past that judgment. We have to get past that yeah. judgment. Now, and, and, you know, you can be judgmental in the fact that you may not like, you know, having sex with someone of the same sex, but someone else does, and that's fine. You know, you may not like having group sex, but someone else may like that, and that's fine. But just because you don't like it, that doesn't necessarily give you the right to shame others and make them feel bad about, you know, uh, their choices. You know what I have a problem with? What I uh, not just sex, but everything. What's ha- what I see out here? Mm-hmm. They, people have a problem with. They, they're saying that they can, but I can't. I can see if you weren't, you know. But then you sit up there. You, it's like two different rules. Sometimes I look at, uh, you know, when I be doing research and, and checking out people. Uh, it's like it's it's like I don't even think they go by the, the commandments at all. You know, I mean, I'm looking at it like maybe the commandments was just for the, the regular people. You know what I'm saying? And not for them. Okay, they it's like they don't deal with reality about a lot of things. I mean, who stopped when it when when men and it hasn't been but a, a couple of genera- I don't even think it's been a couple of generations where old men were marrying uh, uh, little girls. Who stopped that? Who stopped? Was it the Bible that stopped that? Was it religion that stopped that? Or was it the law? Right. You wow. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's an ego. It's an ego problem with the Bible. A male ego thing. Anything that they they want, like a whole bunch of uh, 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 concubines uh, uh, or little girls, it's okay. Uh, you know, but if you got this, you got gay people. That takes away the women from them. You understand what I'm saying? It's 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 a control and a fear thing. Right. They, yes, only, they don't deal with reality. Yeah, that's yeah, their it's problem. It's a control thing, exactly. And it's about their sensories. And Ayana's um, <laughs> in the chat room. She says, get the gay argument right. It's not that they don't think two people of the same sex having sex. Um, basically, it applies to two males and two unattractive females. That's when it's nasty. But two attractive females, it's hot because they have this fantasy. And, you know, they have a fantasy and. You know, I've seen guys yeah. talk to, you know, you know, a couple, you know, lesbian couple, and basically in some cases they will ask the lesbian couple if they can join them, and this is a man. Yeah. And, and I've seen married couples, male and female heterosexual married couple, in which the husband will send the wife out to go look for a lesbian to bring into their bedroom. Exactly. Hey, I know a few couples that do that, and you know, um, is you know, um, 
uh, I've heard a few people, you know, saying, like, he really wants to do a threesome and stuff, but then I've heard a few in which they're like, you know, we are actively looking for another female to join in and stuff. So I, I don't know. I, mean, I think, that, you know, you do have that whole fulfill his fantasy thing because, you know, there's too many, one one too many penises in the room is like too many. Well, and everything. Well, it's ego, ego, ego. That's what it is, ego. You know? Yeah. That's, that, it's all about... It's all about him, okay? It's all well, about I know him. Some, I, know I, I, even, I don't even understand. I know some women that are bisexual, too, though. Huh? I know a few friends that are bisexual, too, and they are really, in, they're really try, they really try to push the issue in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm simply saying, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have made more sense, when you think about it, if, if in the Bible, if they had... If they had one 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 woman with a whole bunch of men, you see, she could have plenty of babies by each man, and the man every man could go out there and make plenty of money. Yeah, you know, it, it would to me it would have made sense. It doesn't make sense for a man, one man, with a whole bunch of he can't take care of one baby. He he can't go out there and work. He, you know. Well, that's that's why they uh, that's why they invent capitalism so one special guy can be at the top and say, "Look, I most certainly can." Oh, Look cool. at my tax bill. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool. See, you know, I'm gonna tell you this though. Another thing about ego, especially when it comes to male ego, is, and I wrote this about a status last night because I've been looking like over the years and I've been being conversations about, you know, saying relationships and sex and sexuality, how easy it is to be called gay or be suspected of being gay. If you do this, you know what I'm saying, oh, that's suspect, then yeah, you're probably gay. If you don't, you know, if you don't have, if you rush in to try to have sex with, uh, with some, some women, and um, I, I don't generalize, so bear with me on that. Uh, if you rush in to try to have sex with some women, you're a predator. But if you take your time and try to wait, well, it must, it must mean that you're gay because you're, you're not trying to pounce on them. You know, um, I've seen um, instances where... Um, <clears throat> Certain sexual acts, even when being performed by a woman um, on a man, you know, if the man enjoys that, well, he's suspect. He's gay and everything. If uh, if there's a magical line from the head down to just below the the ball sack where a man is straight, just after that line, all of a sudden, bam, he becomes gay for liking anything to do with his behind, even though... As far as I know, gay men have penises and balls too. Now, unless they're but, built differently. But see, you you, know you got a lot of you got a lot of men <laughs> who likes the woman's butt too. Does that? Does oh, that I do. Mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that, is, does that mean they're gay, or uh, what does that mean? I mean, well, because if, I, if, I'm, if I'm gay for tossing salad, and I just be that shit. You know, because you, you, I'm wondering whether. <laughs> They're against gay people because of the act, or because they're gay. Because you got so many people that do the same thing gay people do. You, um, you, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't I, even know. I think um, part of it, and it, it's a common meme. It's a common response to see uh, when you see um the person who is so um adamantly homophobic and very anti-gay, and they typically are 
somewhere along the Kinsey scale, like a number, maybe like a number two, maybe just incidentally homosexual, like um, like the kind of person who um, they would seem heterosexual and they most likely would not behave um, homosexual at all, you know, regarding this, this, the scientific scale in sexology. And then, um, you know, maybe they get in a prison setting where now only the incidentally homosexual act is available, then they'll go for that. And I think that that kind of man exists a lot more than we know, but because the closet exists, we'll never really find out. And that's why um, I like to do, like, these comedy vocal drops, and one of the most recent ones was, you know, homophobes tend to have the gayest thoughts because there's, mm-hmm. like, there's, they they got to always be thinking about it to be so mad about it. Like, how are you just sitting in your living room enjoying a, a hot cup of joe, and you're like, damn it, people are gay. They're gay right now, and I know they're doing it. i got to go pass a bill against that shit. Yeah, they, so, yeah. yeah, homophobes have the gayest thoughts. If they could just stop thinking about it. Well, and, yeah, a lot, you know, of time, interesting. a lot of oh, times. Go ahead, Mario. I'm sorry. Go ahead, oh. No, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times that guy over there making all the dang, um, all the dang legislations against gay probably has more, has the most gay porn on his computer. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I was, I was going in that direction because you know. When you talk to some of these homophobes and they start describing gay sex or their aversion to homosexuality, they talk about gay sex and they go into detail. And it's like, you've been thinking about this a lot? I mean, seriously? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, but, you know, the interesting thing is, is that, you know, you know, again, with some religious people, um, they'll say that, you know, they're grossed out by what they consider as gay sex, you know, but if they're grossed out if it's two people of the same sex. And in some cases, they're, you know, emulating certain behaviors in their bedroom, and they say, well, it's okay because the marriage bed cannot be defiled. So, you know, um, you know, oral sex is fine for them. As well as you know, you know, anal penetration or you know what have you, and even bringing somebody else, a third party, or even a, another couple into the bedroom—that's fine because the marriage bed cannot be defiled by their standards yeah. and by what they've been told. If if you ain't defiling the bedroom, you're doing it wrong. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I think it's um, it's almost like um. Like a, a like on both genders, a way of slut shaming. Like how how we mentioned the penis and how the typical heterosexual male cannot stand another penis near him that isn't covered by a good pair of slacks. And it's um it's it's like if 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 they know that another man has has uh, has had sex with a with, with another fella, then it's almost like slut shaming him the way they would a woman who's not a virgin. It's like oh a penis touched you, something's wrong with you. Get away from me. And I think that that could be somewhere going on cognitively with them. Yeah, you know, um, you know, it, it cracks me up, man, because you know, like I'm, I'm on, like I'm in a lot of different groups and everything. A lot of people do have a lot of rigid ideas when it comes to sex, you know. And I'm sitting there looking at it, dude. You know, pretty much, man, man, ain't no way in the hell I'm doing that. That's gay, man. Shit, man, I'm straight. I'm straight as hell. No homo, man. I'm gonna send you a message in your inbox, but I'm gonna say no homo, so you know I'm not trying to sleep with you, nigga. Okay. You know, it, it cracks me up when I see dudes having to go to that level of of confirmation to make sure you know he's not trying to sleep with you. And I'm like, just send the damn message. And I'm I'm sitting up there, 
and I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm, um, oh, I get into a discussion with someone in which, uh, in which we flip the double standard in which uh, uh, if I had kissed a guy at 14, let's say I had I kissed a guy at 14, I made out with a guy at 14 or something like that, I'm about to be 34. That one act has will forever brand me as gay, even even if I haven't touched another dude in 20 years. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that takes us into, you know, another area. Again, you know, we're just talking about sexuality in general. And like I said, you know, with these topics here, you know, we kind of jump around. So, again, William, give them the number, and then I'll make my point. You want to dig in with 310-982-4273 to get through. And uh, I had a good thought, but Mario just said he's about to be 34, and somehow he looks younger than me, so I'm I'm confused and angry. And, uh, yeah, Pat, back to you, Kim. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's so funny. But, no, so, okay, so, you know, a couple of the points that you all made, you know, kind of takes me in a different direction. So let's talk about bisexuality. Let's talk a little bit about bisexuality. Why is it that in some perceptual, you know, heterosexual couples, it's okay for the woman to be bisexual and then bring women into the relationship. But it's not okay for that man to be bisexual and to explore his sexuality and or bring a man into the into the relationship. Why is that? Because society, you know, has set it up that a man there's a certain position that a man has to uh, has to has to be in, you know, and there's certain ideas that a man has to adhere to, you know what I'm saying? And so that's why gay porn is not gay male porn is not as promoted as lesbian porn. Unless a, a female porn star who only does lesbian lesbian movies can have a great life and have, make a great career out of that. You know, a guy who does porn, gay porn, is, he pretty much has to do that shit for the rest of his life. I mean, and, you know, you're going to see that see, even in our movies, even in our uh, uh, TV shows and stuff like that, the gay male thing is not as not as pushed as, as the lesbian thing. And even then, you know, rarely do you see a gay um, character amount to many, anything more than a plot convenience in, in these shows and stuff like that. And um, But, you know... I myself, I'm not attracted to guys. If I dated someone who told me that she had an interest in being with females, then, yeah, we could explore that. But it's, I'm not going to explore the opposite of that because I don't want to. It's not because I'm homophobic. It's just because I have no desire to be able to do, you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, back in, back in ancient times, okay, uh, the reason why they didn't get uh, on the women as as you know, they got on the men, but not the women. Because, see, the fact that women still could have babies, okay? So that right. was cool. They could do what they want, and they could have still have babies. And that's that's all they cared about, the population thing, you know. Right. And that was it. Exactly. And, you know, it, it, the whole thing is interesting, but we have a caller. We're going to pick it up. 562, area code 562. You're on with us. May we ask who's calling? This is Nakami Kim. Oh, hey, Nakami. Okay. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I had to think 
look at the phone like, what number am I calling from? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I recognize it. But go ahead. Thank you. Right. No, I just thought that it was interesting how you guys made a lot of great points and how people just look at gay or gay males and somehow they are, you know, devalued in society because, you know, many people think that gay people, gay males are supposed to be feminine and this, that, and the other, and that's just simply not true. Like, I always laugh when I hear that because I know of some gay guys that will kick some probably straight guys' asses. That's right. And it's that's just right. it's just funny to me because it's like it's not fair. And the same way, like, you know, women are accepted, you know, in society to be lesbians or bisexuals, and, and, and they don't do that when it comes to the males. And to me, that's just whack. And it's plain and simple to just see, like, clearly there's a there's a double standard here, but it doesn't get recognized in the same way. I know a lot of men that will bash, you know, homosexuality, but will have a threesome. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't get it. What's the difference? It's still homosexuality no matter if you're just attracted to women or not. You're engaging in it. You're part, partaking in it in one way or another, no matter how you talk, try to twist it. Yeah, you're exactly. capable of maintaining a, an erection while another sweaty, hairy man is bumping around in the bedroom. The, there's nothing wrong, you know, and I've been stressing this, you know, even when I was in church, um, you know, the last church, well, both the churches, well, not the very last, but the two before that one, they were very familiar with me and, you know, my sexuality. As a matter of fact, they, you know, the pastor, you know, the first church, he was fine with it because, you know, my ex is a gospel singer. And, you know, so, of course, they're making him money. Yeah. So you know, he he didn't care as long as they were up there singing and dancing and he was getting a check. The second church I attended, you know, when the pastor found out who my partner at the time was, all all of a sudden he was fine, and his response was, well, let your conscience be your guide. And, you know, I just found, you know, all of that hypocritical, extremely hypocritical. And, you know, let's take this in another direction somewhat, you know, talking about religion, sexuality, and society in general, you know, just because of you know, some of the prudish ways and some of the bigotry, which is why we have some of the high suicide rates. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it's, yeah, we have some very high suicide rates, especially amongst younger LGBTQ youth and young adults. And and then people in the families want to say, well, they don't understand why, you know, this person took their life or they don't understand why certain young people won't have anything to do with their family or why they, quote, unquote, turn their back on God because many of them walk away from religion. How does that work? Uh, Can I do one thing right now? Yes, ma'am. Right now I want to give my props to the preachers and the Bible and all that. I'm going to tell you why. If it wasn't for them, and me looking into the Bible, I wouldn't have did no research whatsoever. I would have, I I would not have. When I saw how screwed screwed up, screwed up the Bible was, and and certain things the preacher said, and then they couldn't explain. If it wasn't for them, 
I wouldn't have never gotten to the where I'm at now. Because to find this as screwed you know what? It's no way. If you read that Bible real good, if there was a God for everybody, he wouldn't have wrote that shit. As simple as that. As simple as that. I mean, seriously. You got to look at the the blood spilt, the wars, the 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 killings, the the screwed up Ooh, it's so screwed up. And that's why people are screwed up today. Right. You understand? Well, but I got to give my props to them. Yeah. Because they were so screwed up. There's no way. If, you got, if you're using the mind that you said God gave you, I don't see how come you don't see that. Or maybe they ain't supposed to be everybody. They got to, I got to look that up. You know that where it says, a hundred. He made a song. Is this these two men? A hundred forty-four thousand. How did that thing go? A hundred forty-four thousand. Going through. Hundred forty-four thousand um, will be going to heaven. Basically, is that what you're talking and it was, about? And, 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 and this group, I got to find that group. You know, it's a shame when you got three thousand bookmarks. Um, but it was this group that made a beautiful song out of that bad boy. A hundred forty-four thousand won't get through. Something like that. So maybe it's not supposed to be everybody. That see the real truth. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's just it's different. It's just you know people have different preferences. You know you have um, somebody in the chat room and they're talking about chocolate thunder. For those of you that look yeah. up, I'm gonna go yeah. into that chocolate that's thunder that. and golden yeah. rare. That, that that's nice, man. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell people, if you're interested in that, take a look at that. You know, look it up That's on true. your own. I'm not going to explain that today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, That's you know, true. there are people that are into BDSM. And as a matter of fact, I posted a link earlier this week about um, BDSM and some fantasies and fetishes, if you will. And this one particular article was talking about how um, they have, these conferences or these meetups or what have you in which they have black men on the auction block and they have white men there and they're auctioning off the black men. And so they're taking it back to the slavery days and plantation days. And it's BDSM, you know, it's BDSM play, but, you know, they're taking it back to that particular era. And so, you know, you know, we talked about it, and, you know, I gave my personal viewpoints on that is the BDSM aspect of it is fine. It's the historical context that I found troubling in that particular situation. Yeah, I saw that I saw that, that uh, link and everything, and um, I, I'm cool with, you know, BDSM and stuff like that, do it how you do it, but, I mean, I'm looking at these, this black dude standing there with a chain around his neck, and um, there's a rebel flag behind him, and two white guys standing beside him. That's that. I mean, if if you got to go to that extreme to get your rocks off, man, I mean, more power to you. Just you probably should never talk to me or come around me because I, I just don't think that. Um, I think that's that's taking role play a little bit into a, a little bit too far, if you ask me. That's my yeah. personal opinion on it, though. <laughs> 
So it's just interesting. So, you know, you have a lot of different people. We embrace, you know, a lot of different um, lifestyles, if you will, um, and, and it's just it's interesting. But, you know, again, you know, getting back, pulling us back on topic a little bit, and if that is on topic, um, you know, everybody, like someone in the chat room says, you know, we all have limits. And sometimes it's it's kind of fun to meet someone that can challenge you to kind of push the envelope, if you will. Try something a little different. Try something a little new. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I hear that laugh back there. But, yeah, it's just interesting, you know, just looking at it all. But, hey, we all have limits. And so we have, oh, I think this is Raina. Is that you, Raina? Yeah, it's me. Hey, Raina. How you doing? Um, I just wanted to. Oh, I just wanted to go like say something about something I heard earlier. Um, I wouldn't say that lesbians are more accepted. I think that a certain type of voyeuristic, you know, lesbian show is accepted. So if you're if if you're it it plays into a certain kind of fantasy that certain men have, but lesbians themselves are not necessarily accepted any more so than gay men, I think. Because, there, I mean, there's been quite a few, you know, notable killings of lesbian couples, lesbian women. There's been, you know, women who've been attacked just for not receiving, for not wanting to receive um, cat calls, you know what I mean, and, you know, approaches from, you know, heterosexual men. You know, there's especially um, lesbian women of color. I've I've read about a lot of incidents where lesbian women of color have been attacked because yeah. they were not open to being you know hit on or open to sexual advances from straight men. So and that's true. And that, I, you know that has happened. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and that's true because you know. I've seen I've seen a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different cases, but I've seen you know a lesbian couple or well, one partner is lesbian, the other one is bisexual, and basically the bisexual's boyfriend or ex basically wanted to fight the lesbian woman because of that particular female, and I've seen. Some lesbians get not straight cold out by a man because they felt okay. as if that lesbian threatened his sexuality and or made him look like a quote unquote punk because yeah. she took this woman. Right. And you know, and I mean, I've just seen some different scenarios. Um, you know. Yeah, it's only when those lesbian when those those quote unquote lesbians are open to being, you know, used for the sexual pleasure of a man that it becomes acceptable. You know what I mean? But if you're if you're a les if you're a lesbian, if you're a bisexual woman who doesn't necessarily, you know, want to do things just for you know, all you know, heterosexual men's pleasure and you know and you know, go your own way, then you become a target. And it's happened quite a lot. And there's a lot of incidents I've read about that that have come out of New York particularly, but you know, but, you have to be okay. careful. But, oh 
yeah, definitely. But you know, let's take let's take this in another direction then. You know how mm-hmm. you know so basically let's talk about heterosexism in the LGBTQ community. The and, and mm-hmm. the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I don't like the labels, but they have labels in the community. And so you may have two aggressive women, also known as known as studs or witches or dominance or what have you. And one of the issues, to a certain degree, because it's getting better, but in the LGBT community is if you see two dominants together, a lot of people in the LGBT, especially some of the femmes or the more feminine women, they'll be like, ooh, or, you know, they'll they'll have something negative to say about it, and then you ask them why, and then they'll say that's like saying two F-words or two fags together. You know, I'm just going to come on out and say, you know, some of the things that I've heard. And so then some of the questions that I've had for those same females is, so basically you have a problem with two men being together. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, two men is fine, but two aggressive women, no, that's not fine. And so then, you know, it opens up a whole different realm. <laughs> you know, I've been watching a lot of TV, you know, since I was a kid, you know, that I'm like a TV junkie and stuff like that. And, you know, I really have seen many more lesbian characters than I, I've seen gay. Like, a lot of times when I see, like, a sitcom, I see that just that random gay male in the show that says something funny every now and then but has no contribution to the show whatsoever other than being just the, that funny gay character and everything. But, you know, I was recently, you know, the fandom that I saw for the show Spartacus in which, you know, season one had two gay characters. Um, one was named Barker and the other was Beatrice. And Barker was a full-fledged warrior who was not to be messed with, all right? And so then they created two more gay characters in, in, in um, Nasir and Agron. Again, two warriors that are not to be messed with. They're not just plot devices. They're not just plot conveniences. They're not just background characters that show certain meaning. They were actually fully thought-out characters who were on equal footing with everybody else in the main cast. And it's shown time and time again that these characters can fight. They are warriors, and they are there for a purpose. And um, that was the first show I ever saw do that. I have never seen another show take time to develop gay characters and make them. It, nobody else cares that they're gay characters. Nobody else on the show cares about that. Right. You know, and, and that was the first show I ever seen do, seen do that. And we've been in, I mean, cinema's been going on for like over 100 years, and we just got to that level. But that's you know? the way it was in history. See, that's what I'm saying. If you if you read uh, about Greek history and, 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 uh, and, you know, go all the way back there, you know, that's, that's, that was, it was okay. It was okay. That's, that was the way of life. You know, that's, you know, that's what I'm saying, um, I, you know, I have I I want I I haven't gotten the, the old old real old Bible. I've gotten books on it, and it 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 sometimes I don't I think it, the part about uh, 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 gay people in the Bible, I think that it was inserted. I don't think it, you know it's supposed to have been there, but I I can't prove that. All right, I'm I just don't think it even supposed to be there. 
Yes, uh-huh. but you can see feedback back there, so. I'm clear over here. Okay. Yeah, me I'm clear. Too. Oh, you hear my dog. I'm sorry. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> but, um, no, but it's, it's all good. But, you know, just, again, you know, just exploring sexuality and, again, you know, we, sexuality in and of itself, there's, you know, it, it needs to be discussed. And I believe in most colleges, this is one of the prerequisites. I mean, you know, humanities, you have to take a humanities course, um, which isn't necessarily dealing with sexuality, but, you know, they have a lot of courses dealing with sexuality in the humanities. But, you know, I know it was required in junior high and high school when I was coming up um, to have a sex education course. Is that still required in school for those of you who have children? I'm not a breeder. Uh, who's, who, who, who here is kicking out offspring? Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll let somebody in the chat room answer <laughs> You see, and, and, and you know what? I always run my mouth about people raising units of offspring and trying to do a good job at it and, you know, teach them this and teach them that. And I put in no effort to try to make uh, any offspring myself to try to do an example of that. I'm just like, nah, they climb on my furniture. I'm not feeling it. Nah, man. I still, you know, man, I, yeah, no, nah, no kids, man. I got several big head nephews, but that's enough to teach me that I don't want kids. Man, nobody's nobody's giving me any nephews. I got I got I got nieces, and uh, you know I, I just I, I want I want them playing football. But the uh, the the Legends Football League, they need some real uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have over fifteen nieces and nephews, and um, the majority of them, I. Yeah, the majority of them have their own children now, so, you know, I'm a great aunt. And, you know, I probably should know the answer to this question because I'm pretty active in their lives, or I used to be. And um, it's, it, anyway, so, you know, my nieces and nephews, they get angry because they have to go to the same high school and junior high school that I went to, and I kind of left a legacy behind. And so <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> we have area code 801 on the line. Area code 801. May we ask who's calling? It's Ayana. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, are you yourself? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I wanted to, like, talk about, um, you guys briefly, I guess, discussed, like, um, um, Bisexuality. Mhm. Um, and then it was almost like the topic was dropping at. But um, and I don't have too many friends that identify as such, but I have a couple of people um, that I hang out with, and one of their main, um, I guess, complaints is the discrimination that they face, not only from society, but um, from within the LGBT community. Oddly enough, them being a member of that community, because it's almost like. I guess everyone's like, well, pick a side. You know, you can't have both. So, um, I don't know. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. If you thought I about feel it. That, I feel that that person, they can have both. If you can handle both worlds and, and be honest. See, the thing with me 
is communication. And if they can be honest with both parties that, you know, they like cakes and pies and explain it to both of them and there's an understanding, then that's fine. It's when there's miscommunication and or altercations, going back to what we were talking about earlier, in which someone is attacked. And it doesn't mean that the man is attacking the woman or it could be the woman attacking the man. It's about getting an understanding, so, you know, opening up the lines of communication. But there's nothing wrong, you know, if a woman is interested in both or if a man is interested in both. My whole issue is being honest in every aspect, so being honest that you have multiple sex partners, but also being honest, and here we go again with this thing I have about STDs and STIs, you know, so... Well, that also assumes that bisexual people are more promiscuous than gay or straight people, to a certain degree. I, I you know, I've met, I've met some people who were really, you know, they're, you know, um, they're, um, they have a kind of like a, a carefree attitude about sex and stuff like that, and they associate with people who have the same idea and uh, um, about sex and stuff like that. And you know, and I guess that you know, um, for them, you know, that sex takes on more than just a thing to do just because you're horny and everything. I don't know much about it myself, but I you know I support anybody's idea of what they should do that makes them happy with sex. You know, as long as they, I mean, just honesty and. You know, protect yourself and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's. I guess I've I was. Some, I've heard some political sort of arguments about people who are bisexual, from you know people who identify gay. Like you know, they can kind of go back to the safety of you know the hetero lifestyle. I guess if they if they want if they don't want to you know feel the heat or the pressure or something i've heard people say things like that i just think it's ridiculous i think you know you should allow people to be themselves whatever that means you know what i mean and either either you can deal with them on that sort of relationship basis or you can't you know what i mean but also part of being people being honest is it's sort of a it's sort of a two way street in order for people to feel like they can be honest, they also have to have an environment where people are going to be accepting. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of a two-way street. I guess that was more of my question. Not, I mean, I um, because of the discussion in and of itself, I've, I've kind of feared that, like, everyone would be uh, okay with it. I guess I was talking more yeah. to the discrimination that they face. Yeah. Like, how would you, I mean, how is it addressed? Like I, um, one of the guys um, I met recently actually um, identifies as bisexual, and within the large scope of things, he's seen as gay because he has men <laughs> sex with um, men. Um, and so the whole sex with women is just basically, I guess, looked at um, by I guess some of his colleagues as just incidental. It's like you're not bi, you're just gay because you had sex with with men. Um, and so, like, one of the things he was, I mean, he's one, I don't really consider, um, I just met him, so he wasn't a friend or anything, but one of the things he was talking about at the bar, oddly enough, was just like, yeah, you know, you don't, we don't just get it from, like, you know, the, a heterosexualized society, we get it within the, uh, community that's supposed to be embracing us, the LGBT community, being not there to be, um, in that community. Well, there's a lot of transphobia, there's a lot of transphobia in that community, too, I mean, but yeah. there's trans, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, and, and you know, feminist circles. There's a lot of transphobia, but there, where, you know, where oddly enough you wouldn't necessarily expect it, but it's it's also in the LGBT community 
too. Um, you know, cross dressers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um exactly. transgendered people, you know, you know, just transvestites because not every person who you know, every, every man who puts on a dress is a transsexual. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's a lot of exactly. there's a lot of, you know, discrimination and, and what have you that goes on in in every community. So we have to do a lot better in terms of trying to open our minds and accept people for who they are, you know? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Are y'all, y'all associating uh, the gay community? Uh, let me get this straight. Are y'all associating the gay community with STDs and stuff only? Oh, I no. Don't. No, 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 no. No, that oh, would okay. be a mistake. I, I was just wondering because, you know, I can understand. I know where it came from, that idea, but that's that's screwed up. I was well, let's see for the, the lowest. And actually, guys, I read a really interesting study. Um, there was a study that was published um, not too long ago that actually looked at the um, sort of behaviors that most gay men engage in, and actually anal sex was, like, one of the lowest things on the list. So um, that's another sort of preconceived notion that we have to, you know, dispel and have people get over is this idea that it's, you know, anal sex that, you know, contributes the most to these, you know, transmissions. And and someone made a point in the chat room, and basically they were talking about male on male and how, um, you know, again, in the LGBTQ community, you have what's called tops and what's called bottoms. Okay, so you have tops and bottoms, and the top is usually the one penetrating the one on the bottom. So just to kind of give an idea, you know, so people will understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It seems like it's pretty intuitive. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm going to tell you something, though. I have, uh, you know, many arguments I get into about this stuff because yeah, I guess I'm one of those dudes that if you call me gay for something I do, I really gives a shit, you know. And so, like, like uh, I've I've seen um, gay porn. I've seen, you know, what I'm saying, uh, um, with the porn industry calls, and I because I've been grilled about this before, tranny porn and stuff like that. I've seen that stuff. You know, what I'm saying I've watched it. You know, there's been some of it. I've even, you know, I've even enjoyed. I have, I still have no desire to be with a guy though. But by 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 definition, I'm gay now. And I'm, you know, I got to the point where I don't give a shit. If you think that I'm gay for eating a Twinkie at twelve o'clock <laughs> at night, then right. I, I guess I am. To you, I'm always gonna be. I mean, gay. if that's what you want to call it, Mario, right. I'm just right. saying. Right. No, but the thing about, but yeah, but no, but let me finish. Yeah, but now let me finish the point I was gonna make earlier about the tops and the bottom. One of the issues in the LGBT community that you know, uh, and again. You know, the LGBTQ community, they have conferences. You know, again, you have the Pride. And, you know, every year almost every major city has a gay Pride. And they have seminars and they talk about these things. But what someone said in the chat room is in some circles with some of the beliefs, and in particular with some of my, you know, my religious male friends, some of them do not consider themselves gay because they're on top. So... And, but, but the thing is that to a certain degree, society kind of paints them into a corner because, you know, being bisexual or being gay, you know, in today's society, and it's getting better, I have to admit, 
you know, is getting better. People are becoming more accepted. But, you know, they kind of forced some of these guys' hands to declare that they're hetero, even though that may not be the case. But, you know, you have those issues within this particular community as well. There are some men that believe that just because they're on top and having sex with another man, that does not mean that they're gay, but they also don't believe that they're bisexual either. And another point I was going to make, even with the transgendered community, um, I have friends that are transgender, and one particular friend is transgender female to male, and she he likes women, so he considers himself straight because he considers himself a guy. So it's all about perception. Mhm. Yeah. It, it doesn't. I. I. You know. Um, I think. I. I don't know. I, I. I don't know because of your definitions of celibacy and the other words you used earlier in the beginning. I don't know what I am. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, before I had my operation, I had stopped having sex. Now, uh, I've been. I haven't had sex in over ten years. It was all. I didn't expect it to last that long, but because I had my operation, I'm not out and going right. But uh, when I stopped, be, I stopped because. Not not a religious thing, but you know how you got men that all sweet and nice and do everything for you and buy you this and roses every day and I was getting all of that and then you, you then you have and and they act completely different. <laughs> so I just stopped. You know I just you know it's not that I, I didn't give them a chance to talk. I just listened more to men and 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 saw. The, what and, and paid attention to what they said and what they didn't say, and and it got to a point where no, nah, I don't want you, you know, because you know I already see who you really, really are. But boy, when you do that, oh, first thing they come, you gay. <laughs> I mean, I was called bitch. I was thinking you. That's when they really changed, man. That sweetness stopped. <laughs> I was called everything. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm not like, yeah, like, yeah. It's just that when you sit up there and you sit up there and have sex with these, you know, and they change. Well, you know? there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being celibate or or asexual. Um, I don't want to be celibate, but I can't even find. Do you know everybody's religious? I would love to find someone who's not. Oh religious. my gosh! <clears throat> I totally off topic, but somewhat on topic, <sighs> just because she said everyone was religious. Um, yeah, I had sex. It was hilarious to me um, with this guy, and we woke up like we had sex the night before, and then the day. Uh, and then the night before Easter, and he was, like, super, super, super religious. So we get up the next morning, and he's like, oh, um, do you want to go to church? And I was like, now you know I'm an atheist, right? And he's like, well, I just thought you believed in God. And I have been sleeping with this guy for, like, months, so I have no idea where he got that from. But anyway, he's like, well, I can't have sex on Easter. And then, like, you know, 
I don't know, an hour later, we ended up having sex on Easter because, like, there's sex drive. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, you know, sex always, like, is, I don't know, it, it supersedes religious beliefs. Or maybe I'm that good. I'll just pat myself on the back. But I'm just saying, like, um, it was just awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, totally off topic, but it's. I had a friend that would not have sex on Sundays. This was a religious friend, and she would not have sex with her partner on Sunday, and actually, she wouldn't even have sex on Saturday night. And um. Let's just say she went through a couple of partners until she found one. one, They kind of changed her mind. It's interesting. But, again, (laughs) you know, you have different people out here, you know, with different beliefs and thought processes and all of that. But 10 years, 10 years, you know, and you're looking, trust me, you will find someone one day, um, and, and see, this is the thing. All right, so you know, let me fess up some of my ideas or some of my beliefs that have changed. Now, at one point, I was saying that I would not date anyone that was religious, right? That has somewhat changed, and I know people are like, "Wow, why?" Well, the reason why my thought process has somewhat changed on that is because, again, you know, one of the points that I've been driving home for, you know, over a year is some of the same issues that I see with religious people. I'm seeing it over here in the non-believing community, so I no longer attribute it to any particular ideology per se. It's just it's about you know, the human condition is about humanity. It's about, you know, where a person is. So if I were to meet someone that was religious but respect the fact that I'm not religious and we were able, because I've seen mixed marriages like this. I've seen mixed, you know, relationships like this. And you respect each other and you respect each other's differences. So if I met someone and they weren't trying to force me to go to church and they weren't proselytizing to me, but I respected them and did the same thing and not tried to prevent them from going to church and not tried to, you know, proselytize on the other side, then I believe that a situation like that could work, but it's about respect. And I agree. I agree. I would, I would, I definitely agree. And I, I've tried that. Okay. You know, uh, back in the day, my grand, my grandfather. I think and my mom always said that's where I get my stuff from. And, and really, he died like I, w- I was a year old. But and the, you talk about the, you talk about he was born like in the eighteen late eighteen nineties or whatever eighteen eighties. But he didn't go to church. My grandmother was church bound. Okay, <laughs> and they were together. It was no biggie. You know what I'm saying? But. I can't. I can't find. I'm gonna tell you straight up. I have tried. I last person I tried that with. Um, okay, as long as it was everything that he wanted. Again, it was cool. You know, he had the audacity to tell me, "Oh, if we get married, you have to. You have to have sex with me." I ain't got to do nothing but eat, sleep, <laughs> and shit. You understand me? Don't tell me what I have to do. Oh, and oh man, and that's what the Bible. Oh man, please. Don't. That, you see, it got to a point. Yeah, okay, I respect it. But then when it came to me, it was a whole. I had to, it had to be Bible saying. 
That's all I'm saying. Right, but, see, that's where, but that's where the communication comes in because, again, you know, you should have these discussions, you know, like the discussion that we're having on the show today, in my opinion, okay, and, and this is what works for me. Before I even begin to think about being intimate with someone or having sex with them, we're going to talk about all of this because I'm not going to allow someone to take my choice away from me. Exactly. Right. The idea that you need to, that it's somehow mandated that you have sex with your partner, uh, particularly post, post, uh, that it's some type of entitlement almost for a man uh, post-marriage is utterly ridiculous. And it's actually because of that mindset that laws have been enacted to allow for women to, uh, uh, I guess, I want to say prosecute for rape uh, within a marriage. Although those cases are obviously extremely hard to prove, um, that was one of the that was one of the driving forces where you had a lot of women that were being uh, sexually abused by husbands, uh-huh. um, and because of that, we've had to enact laws that say, yeah, actually, wives can um, be raped by husbands. So, I, I, and I unfortunately, a lot of the American public still believe, still has that mindset that oh yeah, women absolutely. Women I mean, and not it even had to be in in, in a marriage. Um, yeah. In you know, in a relationship that Absolutely. men are entitled to sex. Um, you, you know, there's a quick way to stop that, though. What's the way? My name's Lamo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mario is crazy as hell. Oh my god! Uh, that just came out of nowhere, Mel. <laughs> a sexy voice coming in on the phone. Well, I have I haven't had anything to add till now. Okay. You know, after after you're uh, raped by your husband, all you have to do is when he goes to sleep, you tie him down, you give him the same that he got. Uh, wow. Uh, I just, I yeah, I'm not going to advocate that position, yeah. but, just, you know. No, I did now, that with my first husband, honey. Now, oh, I, had, you, I had a right? knife under the, under the cover. I had a knife under the, under the mattress. Oh, you don't oh, need gosh. a knife, baby. You just need a fist and a, and a jar of Crisco, and he won't oh, ever do yeah. it. Okay, I think now is where we add the disclaimer that views shared on the Black Free Thinker Show may or may not represent the views of the <laughs> Black Free Thinker itself or its management. Have a very nice day. Been there and done that. Been there and done that. Oh, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about fisting. <laughs> fisting All right, and on that note, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll say. I'll be a little, I'm going to be a little quiet on this one. I don't know nothing about that stuff. That's all Come y'all. Come on, Raina. You got to clean your feet. Be open-minded. <laughs> I'm open-minded. That's why I'm sitting listening. Don't be so skeptical. <laughs> I'm not skeptical. I'm just sitting listening. I know. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, one thing that that uh, I like to try different things, I, I, you know, and whatnot. And so, um, you know, you should not listen to everybody when it comes to a lot of things when it comes to sexual advice. Not everything is meant for you to try. Like some of that stuff oh, no. in the Kama Sutra, you end up throwing your back out. It's gonna be funny. 
<laughs> and so, you know, you know, what I'm saying? so don't listen, I, don't listen to everybody. You know, no, nah, I was crazy when I was, ni- when I was nineteen. I was crazy, okay. I was crazy <laughs> when I was nineteen, so I wouldn't do. I wouldn't tell nobody to do what I did. No, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I had, I had my harlotry days. I just kind of really slowed down and everything, and you know, and, and what to me what's, what's even funnier is you know, then the bloopers you have, and you can laugh about them. Like, just don't eat pork rinds with hot sauce and then decide to masturbate. <laughs> You'll understand wow. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Never, never take your girl out for uh, for hot and spicy Chinese and then let her go down on you. Ever, ever, ever. Because her mouth is still burning, and you will be too soon. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's, no, there's no pleasure with the pain. Come on now, you know. As soon as we started talking about fisting, I had to get on the line because I know it's going to be a very interesting conversation. But oh, for you that don't know who this is, this is Alfred in the chat. I'm dragging out on uh, YouTube. But went to a party last night, and I just so happened to start drinking and mentioned that me and my wife do own a strap-on. Now, before everybody starts thinking what happens with that, the thing is detachable, and we got it as a, a gift from our neighbor who we were going to use it on. But I didn't mention that it was a gag gift that we got from our neighbor. I just mentioned, hey, we got a strap-on in the house. Everyone kind of looks at me with that cockeyed, you know, way. It's like, what the hell is going on in your house where we don't see you? <laughs> At that oh, point, I'd offer him a subscription to the webcam. Well, all you need now is a swing. <laughs> you all can set it off up in there. Right. <laughs> that is funny. But, yeah, no, it, it's interesting, you know, again, you know, different people out there exploring their sexuality. But you got it as a gag gift. So what your neighbor was teasing you was it like anniversary present or what? Oh, she was actually gonna you know have it used on her. She was gonna you know join in fun before you know wife got married. But she's still for some reason embarrassed about. It. But I already let her know that she's covering her face on the couch right now. But I already let her know like you with me. I'm pretty open about my, my sexuality and what I do. You know, if you go join in on the fun then. You know, you can't be jaded about this type of thing just because of what people think. It's not their marriage. It's not their sexuality. It's just what they feel and how foolish that they are that they can't do some of the things that we do and actually enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I tell women is what's between your legs belongs to you, and who you share it with is your own damn business and nobody else's. Exactly. And if anybody has anything to say about it, you tell them to get in line. Exactly. The ass kissing begins at midnight. <laughs> but that's the truth. And so that's why, you know, again, you know, you have to be responsible for your own sexuality. You have to be responsible, and again, you know, to protect yourself. Yeah. And that's where the communication comes in. You know, you may like something, and your partner may not have ever tried whatever, but open your mouth because that's one of the issues that I've seen with some people, in particular some women, is that they, in some cases, have a hard time asking for what they want sexually. Yeah. And and, and they get angry when they're not satisfied. And, you know, know, we're we're not telepathic. You know, you can't just, you know, mind meld with me and I'm supposed to figure out. But, no, you have to open your mouth and tell your partner 
what it is because if you're having sex with someone, if you're comfortable enough to take off all your clothes and share your body with someone, you should be able to open your mouth and tell them what satisfies you, period. That's right. Open that mouth. Bro. Right. Open that mouth. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, really, I really wish we did. We had that society, though, yo. You know, you can just, you know, you can tell people what you like, you know, or you can be open about what you like without all this damn stigma or somebody thinking there's something wrong with you. <clears throat> I like someone who's open-minded, man, because, you know, you get it's more fun that way. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I mean, if, I, if we have a thing in which we want to try strapping me down wearing a red gimp suit with a ball in my mouth and table syrup and cheese, cheese whiz, you oh, know, yeah. spread all over my body and stuff like that, then, yeah, let's just, let's do that. Don't think, I'm not weird. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, nothing wrong with that. You know, bring in the dog if you want to. We'll talk about that wait, later. Wait, what? Any, anyway, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, see, okay, so since we're going to go there, we can't talk about cuckolding, you know what I mean? It's like there are yeah. some men that enjoy that. And, you know, maybe we should do a show on BDSM, you know, do a straight sex show one day. Some men enjoy what? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. No, do a show just talking about sex, period. You know, talk about, you know, BDSM, you know, just a variety of different things. Oh, okay. That would be interesting. It would be an interesting show. That that would be a show that we would have to do in the evening because I don't want anybody's children listening to that. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they should warn kids um, the different, uh, the different uh, practices I guess so they would know when somebody's trying to 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 get them. Uh, you know they should. They don't do enough um, talk to 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 children for them to know that the the sign of if somebody's trying to get to them. You you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They need mm-hmm. that though. They really do. They need to uh, have kids. They, they need to know they. Can, these kids are in trouble, okay? Um, they're targeted, um, and 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 if they're innocent, you know what I'm saying. And they need to know the warning signs. The warning signs. What do you mean by warning signs? Okay, you playing you playing basketball out there on the street, and uh, somebody comes up to you. And say a little things and say, "Well, come. Can you help me go and find my dog?" No, I cannot come and go help you find your dog. Oh, okay. You're talking about you know abduction and molestation and all of that. They need to know and, the signs. Uh-huh. But the thing about it is, like, that's actually very, very, very important because yeah. um, it it, it kind of goes into uh, sexuality with regard to how we. Tell, and you guys talked about this on the last show, but um, briefly, I think it was the last show, about, you know, telling your children, like, you know, you don't tell your arm, you don't tell your child, you don't have pet names for arms and feet and toes. And when it comes to that area, they're already shamed because it's like, oh, well, a vagina is not something we talk about or, 
you know, it's called your your yeah. box or called your and you're already the child is already shamed, which helps abduct um, those that want to abduct children or um, sex abusers because they they're already trained not to talk about it. And should something yeah. extremely unfortunate happen, then they're mm-hmm. shamed into not telling because no everyone's yeah, already told yeah. them we can't talk about that. They think you it's know. their fault. They, you know, they even think it's their fault. You know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. 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 That's part of the reason. Yeah, and but we've talked about that in the past, and we can do another show on that, and that's fine, because I've talked about how some religious people set their children up to be molested, and yeah. right. But also, you know, even you know, kids in economically and educationally disadvantaged areas, communities, how they're set up because again, that goes back to something you know that we've talked about as far as like the. Um, materialism, you know, in this country, and basically they want the $200 shoes. They want the $170 jeans and $80 shirts. They want all of that, and when you have these pedophiles coming around and saying to them, okay, I'll buy you those Jordans, but you have to have sex with me. And, you know, and it happens, you know, because I, you know, like I said, I've been exposed to a lot of different people and a lot of different situations. And I know of some men specifically in the church that do that to those young boys. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it happens quite often. And, oh, another thing for you, you're going to be looking out for pedophiles. Um, One of the biggest meet-up spots for pedophiles trying to get to some young boys is the gym. Don't think your child is safe at the gym. Yeah. The child, in my opinion, you know, kids aren't safe anywhere if their parents are not talking to them about how, you know, are not involved and not talking to them about ways to maintain being safe. Isn't you know, like like Ayana said, you know, girls are giving these cutesy little words to refer to it and everything, and that's one of the things we got into. Um, I got into a discussion about like with the uh, when the original um, reason, when the reason was thought that the reason that guy was beating his, beating those girls with the wire with the cable coaxial wire was because they were twerking and showing them by, you know, twerking as kind of like a, a, a sexual little, little dance and everything like that. You know, I, I said, now, if dudes, if he had caught guys, his boys in there watching porn or looking at some playboys or something like that, would he have reacted that, that way? If not, no. He never would have reacted that way. He would have encouraged. He probably brought in his stash in there for them to look, look at. But when it comes to girls, especially um, especially, you know, I don't know how it is outside the black community, but especially in the black community, you know, sex, you know what I'm saying, for, for young girls and stuff, you're supposed to be a virgin until you're 25, at least, or something like that. You know, like, you know, that's impossible, because your mother, your, I know your mother, that woman was not a virgin at 25. Trust me on this. <laughs> but the thing, and the thing about that is, I talked to, 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 uh, fathers of, of young women who want that, and like I, what bothers me is um, I remember uh, when I was in grade school, there was a girl who uh, was quote unquote the class hoe, right, third grade, um, and like a lot of guys or a couple of the guys slept with her, so they were about nine to ten years old um, when they at first uh, engaged in sex uh, or whatever, they lost their virginity to the same girl. Um, and when I tell the story to parents, it's like scary because you don't want to think about your nine and ten year olds emulate or having sex. Period. Um, but the the 
the issue is, I'm like, you know, sex, people are going to have sex. Teens are going to have sex. A lot of these kids had yep. sex at that age because, um, number one, they had to get it from somewhere. I'm assuming it's somewhere in the home. And, two, nobody talked about it, which is why they want to explore it on their own. And they're probably, I'm sure, at 9 and 10 years old, because we certainly didn't have sex education until seventh grade. Uh, they weren't learning in the home um, about how to have safe sex, which I'm sure that they didn't. Um, where else were they, were they going to learn it from, you know? Um, and they talk about, you know, when, when you talk to these parents, especially fathers of daughters who, who just don't want their daughter to turn into one of the women that they slept with or, or you know, one of the people that they objectified during their, um, uh, you know, years growing up, they, they just seem to be oblivious to the fact that um, educating them in that area is one of the ways to prevent that from happening. Exactly. Right, to prevent them from falling for uh, guys like, you know, you used to be or possibly still are. Um, and, you know, asking, exactly. even, and even asking, I mean, you know, basic questions. If if these guys are having sex with women, who do you think these women are? It's going to be your daughters or who else would it be, you know? It's not okay. these random non-human females over here that you want to say everybody but my daughter. No, it's your daughter and her friends. Like, these are the people that they're going to be sleeping with. They're all around the same age, especially when you're in your teens. The best thing you can do is to educate them so at minimum, if they do in, in, engage in sex, that they do it responsibly. And they are not getting um, poor advice. Um, like, I don't know. It, it, exactly. It's so frustrating the fact that people like turn their, their backs on education. Um, when I was younger, I used we used to have this uh, class for the younger kids um, where we used to teach counsel them on safe sex. And one of the girls used to pop, I don't know how her mother didn't know, but she used to take uh, birth control pills right because she thought that's how they worked. Not that you had to take them <laughs> every day, but, you know, one day when she would have sex with her boyfriend, she would go into her mother's uh, medicine cabinet and take the pill. And obviously that's not how they work. Um, so right, things like exactly. that. Oh, yeah, and then we also need to teach them that oral sex and anal sex are sex as well because there are young girls out there that will not engage in vaginal intercourse, but they will, you know, engage in anal sex because someone told them that they could not get pregnant that way. And in some cases, they don't believe they can get an STD that way. In other cases, you have some girls and boys or whomever that engage in um, oral sex, and they don't believe that that's real sex. And that's why, you know, we have to talk to them about this. So I just think it's important. Right. So, you know, like they're living in another world. I don't know Mm -hmm. what's wrong. Right, so it's important that, you know, we engage them and talk to them and answer questions and and be up front with them because if they don't learn it from their parents or some of the adults in their friend, family or trusted, you know, family and friends, they're going to learn it on the street. And in many cases, it's going to be wrong, and especially if, you know, they're learning it from someone who has ulterior motives, if you will. You know, they're going to, you know, it's... They're setting their children up to be used, manipulated, and abused in some cases, and we have to, you know, you know, kind of caution them, you know, put some cautions out there for them to understand that, you know, when that child comes home, possibly, 
with an STD or a pregnancy, an unwanted pregnancy. And the parents are sitting perplexed and confused and saying, how did that happen? Well, it happened because you didn't talk to your child. Not quite sure what that is, but... You know, down down here in in uh, in the last couple of months, mm-hmm. it has happened twice that they have found a found babies. Like one was just in the woods where their umbilical cord was still attached, and the other one I believe was on the side of the street in a in a in a uh, 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 a brown bag. I mean, yeah. and and they figure that, you know, is they're like maybe uh, um, uh, teenage kids or something that obviously was too scared to even talk to their parents. You, 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 that, you, that, in order for them to do that, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it, that they must was too scared to talk to anybody. And yep, right. That's kind of scary. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, yes, we definitely, you know, need to talk to them because I've, I have I know one case specifically in which a young girl was pregnant and she was already, you know, a big girl. You know, she was already, you know, full-figured. And everybody just thought that she was gaining weight just because of natural, you know, inclinations or what have you. But actually she was pregnant. And when it was time for her to deliver the baby, she delivered in the bathtub at her parents' home. Now, mind you, no one knew she was pregnant. She had no prenatal care, none of that. And she had the baby. She cut the umbilical cord, you know, the placenta came out, if you will. And she put the baby um, in her closet and threw the other, you know, stuff out and tried to clean up the bathroom and all of that. And when her parents came home, it, you know, she was sick and not feeling well, and they heard the baby cry. That's how they found out. Mm-hmm. And, and Did she know she was pregnant? Yes, she knew she was pregnant. She was scared to tell anybody. Right. There are situations where teens don't know that they're pregnant, though. So go ahead. I'm just asking because I know uh, there are similar okay. stories where, the one, where they don't know that they're pregnant because they're just, never mind, they just don't know. Exactly. I'm sorry. Um, to me, a lot of that goes back to the whole issues of male male dominance and stuff like that. Is you know, the, these girls are made to feel like like trash and like the world is going to end. Everybody's going to hate them. Everybody's going to have something to say. They can't take care of these kids by themselves. This guy was taught get as much as much as you can while you're as young as you can because when you settle down, you can't do all that. So he doesn't get shit and stuff like that. So we got this. We got a really screwed up mentality, in which we don't want. We don't. We're over. We're, we're reproducing irresponsibly with people irresponsibly, and then when the consequences come about, you know, you got these got legislation and societies and stuff like that trying to take away programs to help those who need the help most, and they because they they don't have to use that stuff. You know, anybody who's in, in office making legislation about you can't have an abortion, you know what I'm saying, so you got to have the child. Well, you can't. Ha- now you can't take care of the child because they're taking away this whole service and everything. 
That guy doesn't have to use any of that. His wife doesn't have to use any of that. But he's taking away from you and stuff like that. So, you know, well, um. Okay. It's like they, that's there. why I say, you know, they talk about, they talk about that the teachers down there in Georgia who was, who was grading those, pay, uh, putting um, high grades on, on those uh, uh, papers and everything. But as stupid as some of these Demo- uh, Republicans and all that I'm seeing up there, I'm thinking that their their parents paid the college to give them a degree. I mean, seriously, some of them are stupid as hell. I mean, the stuff that's coming out of their mouths don't make any sense at all. It's like they're in another world. Well, in some cases, you know, um, ignorance. And when when I say ignorance, I'm talking about generally a lack of knowledge. And, again, it's about educating people. It's about being passionate and understanding. And in some cases, correcting behaviors or correcting misconduct. You know, again, when someone does something that generally, you know, something that's frowned upon, you have to tell them exactly what they did and why it was frowned upon. And, again, it goes back to something that we said earlier today. Just because it's something that I wouldn't do or I may not like, that doesn't mean that it's not okay for someone else to like it or for someone else to do it. And so, again, you know, we have subcultures within subcultures, within subcultures. And there's, you know, there are different worlds out there, different cultures, different things, and we're not even aware of it. You know, I found out about a few things, you know, in my research for this show, and I was like, I have never heard of that. And I haven't had a chance to research, you know, more about it, but trust me, you know, I'm going to be looking it up and we're going to do it on our show. As a matter of fact. What's it about? What's it about? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on um, show that's coming because this Saturday, the twentieth, um, will be Raina's show. You know, Raina will have yep. a show coming up Saturday, um, Sunday, the twenty-first. We'll be having a conversation with Sakibu Hutchison. We'll be talking about Godless Americana and maybe a little bit about Moral Combat, but definitely Godless Americana. But a one-on-one with Sakibu coming up next Sunday on the twenty-first. And on the 28th, we'll be talking about hip-hop and homophobia, and we'll have Grand Unified um, on the show. So it will be Graydon, um, Tombstone, and Seagat. They'll be on the show the 28th. But this Saturday coming is Raina's show, but I'm going to go ahead and schedule a show for the 27th. That's Saturday. And uh, maybe we'll talk about kinks, fetishes, and BDSM that night. So that is Saturday show on the twenty. All right, I hope y'all have a great show. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'll be listening to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it should be an interesting show. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna rate that show for mature audiences only. So um, mm-hmm. definitely, I'll put it up there. But yeah, we're gonna. Um, Kick that one up. Most of my shows are set for all audiences, but that one is going to be a mature audience. But at what time? (laughs) It'll be in the evening. It'll be in the evening. I probably do it like maybe 
7 or 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. And same number, right? <laughs> same number, same place. I'm going to schedule it um, in the next schedule. But it is. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, because what they say, the fruits come out at night. Anyway. Um, I missed the topic. What's the topic that you're actually going to be talking on? This We're going to be talking about um, um, kink, fetishes, and BDSL. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't hear the topic, that's all. Oh, that's okay. So, again, you know, it should be interesting. Um, so we'll be doing that on Saturday, April 27th. I'm looking at the calendar. We'll be doing that show that night. And then the Sunday show, you know, we'll continue on as normal. But, yeah, so that show will be an all-open, open discussion, pretty much any, anything goes show. So we'll just have a little fun with that. That's going to be, I have a feeling that show is going to get very crazy and possibly very entertaining. I have a lot of stories. (laughs) You should probably just call that the TMI show. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and yeah, the TMI show, um, it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. You know, the people that have dungeons, you can call in that day, too. So, (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, so this is the beginning of this conversation, again, talking about religion, sexuality, and society, and like I said, you know, it's so broad, and it's so much that it's kind of hard to talk about all of this in a two-hour show, but we've discussed, you know, quite a bit, you know, and we want you to take this information and do your research on it, research it, find out what's happening out there. Most importantly, talk to your children. Talk to your children and accept them as who who they are. And, you know, not only to your children, talk to each other, communicate. And we have to learn how to accept each other where we are. You may not understand it, but it's not for you to understand because, again, that's their life and their bodies do it as they wish. So, you know, again, I'll be posting some of these links out a little bit later on today. But, again, um, earlier this week on Tuesday, Mario and Emmelyn, they spoke about hip-hop and responsibility and accountability. It was a great show. Guys, go out there and check it out. Oh, Friday. Friday night. Yeah, that was Friday yeah. night. I'm sorry. And Tuesday night was William and Alfred. And they had a great show Tuesday night as well. And what was the topic of you all show again? Oh, I, I, I dug into a whole lot of um, uh, transgendered history. Uh, I, I, did, I didn't get all of it out there. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to, I'm going to extend that out because, uh, you know, it, it was. It was I, I did. I dug into the history from uh, 1971 to uh, 1998, and then some updates from 2007. And uh, it, it's, it's good, good, good info. And I, I, I try to enunciate as well as I can and try to be engaging and somewhat amusing if possible. Right. The title of the show is a gay, The Gay Agenda. So, you know, you can go back and listen to that. But again, the next couple of Sundays, we have a couple of exciting shows. We have guests. And in May, which will be the official kickoff of our third year, um, it should be interesting. You know, I'm putting together um, a few shows, and I'm reaching out to a couple of folks, and uh, it should be exciting. You know, the first show, again, probably be a show 
the normal standard show and a recap of what we've talked about all year, open the lines, maybe some suggestions, to make some suggestions as to what we can, what they would like to hear, you know, this year. So, you know, we're open to that. Again, you can reach Raina on the RSS feed um, every other Saturday, um, Mario and Emmeline every other Friday, and William and Alfred every other Tuesday. And there's more to come. We're adding more shows to the lineup, and that should be later on this year. And, you know, we're really excited about it. We're growing. We're evolving. And I just have to thank everybody who's been on the show, who's participated as a guest, as a And even, you know, those that participated in a chat room, you know, I appreciate each and every last one of you guys. And... I'm looking forward to it. So I'm going to post some links to my wall a little bit later on. And, you know, not that many links because, again, I want you guys to go out here and research it. And as you research it, you know, hopefully it's educating you and opening your mind and hopefully it's opening your heart to be a little bit more compassionate with people and a little bit more understanding and, you know, giving you the courage to spend a little time with your children and with other people. And on that note, I think I'm going to close it out. So, again, we have some exciting shows coming up. Thank you guys for calling in, and we are out of here. Good one, y'all. Thank you. Have a good one. Black free thinkers, where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night. Free thought, we don't walk by faith in a lost mind state, cause it's not quite safe. We don't recruit, we're not peers from a church, so don't be spooked, we're not here to convert. The only truth that's not pulled from a text, show me proof that's not good after death. This is the challenge to think for yourself, break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt. 310-982-4273 to get through A venue for community and this is the zone If you'd like to speak with Kim then pick up the phone 310-982-4273 to get through The next tree branch is Rainer and it's best you listen to Reason, science, and skepticism It's loaded with straight facts inspiring and dope She can make Bill Nye retire his lab coat Humans are hilarious and every other Friday I'd like to hear commentary on culture people So I hit up Super Mario and bring in Emmeline To discuss why we're capable of ultra evil It's normal for my brain to have a two-way street But if there's collisions, well then you got to just mention it And don't be afraid of where the truth may lead Ignoring your position of cognitive dissonance My Father Teresa preaches, it's hard to stop So Kim paired me up with Alfred in the barbershop I have a spin family and all these places now As the free thought tree pollinates around this is the challenge to think for yourself. Break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt. 310-982-4273 to get through. A venue for community and this is the zone. If you'd like to speak with Kim, then pick up the phone. 310-982-4273 to get through. Black where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night. We don't walk by faith in a lost mind state, cause it's not quite safe.